This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lottridge Anderson, president of New Perspectives. Nancy is a chartered financial analyst. Every week there's new information, uh, financial information related to COVID-19. This week we'll talk about unemployment in Mississippi and dissect the CARES Act, the national spending plan to help stimulate the economy. We also want to hear how this is affecting you and your situation. Good morning, Nancy. Thanks for joining us uh, via the telephone. Are you still in your basement studio? I am. Good morning. So uh, we've got a caller on the line, but first, uh, how have the financial markets reacted this week to this uh, ongoing pandemic situation? Well, there was a positive reaction because we got a stimulus bill, and so that eased investors' minds, and you saw the market going up, and that led my husband to ask the question, why is the market going up when it feels like the economy is tanking? Uh, Remember, the market is not the economy. They don't work in tandem. Uh, The market is all about the future and what we think will happen in the future, and so the market was ahead of things declining before we all felt it, and it will be ahead of things when and we start to see this settle down. We don't want to say that we're there yet as far as our stock market is concerned. Um, we are giving back some today, and it's going to still be reacting on news every day. So we might continue to see kind of the, the ups and downs that we've seen here in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's what we call volatility. Okay. <laughs> uh, we do have a caller on the line, so let's say good morning to Norman, who's called in from Holly Springs. Norman, you're on the air with us, so go ahead, please. Okay, I don't want to get more than I'm supposed to, but I do want to get what I am entitled to. And so I'm wondering, is the um, state of Mississippi going to handle, let's say I am entitled to $1,200. Is the state of Mississippi going to uh, process that, or is it going to be IRS, or both together? it, no, it's the IRS. This is being administered by the Treasury Department, and the IRS is under that department. And they're going to use our uh, information that we've given them, um, either based on 2018 tax returns or 2019 if you've already filed. And so if you're a single person and you have uh, income of 75000 adjusted gross income, 75000 or less, you will get the full $1,200 that will phase out all the way up to 99000 And for a married couple, uh, if you earn $150,000 or less, you will get 1200 each or $2,400, all the way up to the phase out of $198,000. And also there is a payment for children of $500 per child. Um, it will be automatic uh, for most people because most of us have our banking information on file with the IRS. For those that don't, there will be a check, and that will take a little bit longer for that to be processed. So will it just sort of show up um, within maybe six months or more likely within three months or three weeks, perhaps, or we don't know? Well, they're hoping, right, they're hoping for about three weeks, and they're telling us they're going to start the first rollout of payments 
the first week of April. So maybe in about another week, some people will start to see some of those. Um, it will take a little bit longer because, you know, they're trying to get it out to everybody who does uh, fit that profile. Um, but just watch your bank account. If you don't see it popping in within about a month, you might want to call the local IRS and just check on that. What is the local IRS? I understand there's IRS 1-800-829-1040, which I will reach in, I suppose, Washington, D.C. But I, I guess, what, is there such a thing as a local? Like, uh, there's 22 North Front Street in Memphis, Tennessee. Is that, is that the type of local IRS that you're referring to? Well, you're making a good point because I don't know if they will um, give out local numbers, but I would try the number that is the national number and also uh, maybe go online if you have access to the Internet and see if you can send an email asking for them to uh, verify that you do qualify and to give you some idea of when you can expect that payment. But give it a few weeks. Um, this is going to be heading out to people as quickly as they can. In general, does the state of Mississippi and the IRS itself, uh, if you believe that you've overpaid or you failed to get some perk that you were looking for, do they, um, is one, uh, is it appropriate to dispute or t does one have to stand up for one's um, rights monetarily? Am well, again, that understand that for this part of the program, the state of Mississippi is not involved. This is the IRS, the Treasury Department. And if you do feel like you were entitled and you didn't get one, yeah, I think there is a way for you to basically um, file something or basically raise your hand to say, I think I should have gotten a payment. And remember, they're doing this based on previous tax filings. So it could be if you go back and look at current your current situation, you would qualify. Well, thank you very much. All right, uh, Norman, thanks for your call. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson. We're going to be talking about the CARES Act today and also a little bit about the situation for unemployment uh, insurance, I guess, in Mississippi. But also we're looking for your personal finance questions and uh, how this whole situation is affecting you and your family. Let's stay on the phone lines, and we say good morning next to Daryl in Jackson. Daryl, you're on the air with us, so go ahead, please. Hey, how y'all doing? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I wanted to know, if you owe taxes, do you still get the stimulus check? Oh, I'm trying to wrap my brain on that one, Daryl, um, because I'm thinking you still might get it. Uh, don't quote me on that right now. Yep. They did a lot of carve-outs because the idea is to put money into people's hands so you can go out there and spend and spur the economy. Um, so it, I, I, I can't be sure about that. We're going to have to check on it. Okay. I appreciate you taking my call. All right, uh, Daryl, thanks for that uh, call. Uh, Nancy, I, th I was watching the news the other day, and one of the local stations does have a little segment uh, from their national economics reporter. And I think, and again, I don't want to be 100%, but I think you're right that, that, that this is going to be separate from any sort of tax liability that you have. But again, uh, maybe we can uh, get, check on that and try to get some information at a later date to make sure that we're giving everybody the most accurate information that we have. Uh, let's uh, stay on the phone lines. Next, we've got 
uh, June, who's called in this morning. Go ahead, June. You're on the air with us. Yes, sir. I was wondering, my mom is 83 years old, and she's on Social Security, and she would definitely need the stimulus check to help her. But um, we don't understand how they would get that to her or if she'll be getting that. Well, understand that anybody, uh, a single person with income of 75000 or less, and that includes retirees, people who are collecting Social Security, pensions, um, even people on disability or people who have no income at all, they qualify for this stimulus plan. Now, if she has filed taxes, and uh, some people don't file taxes because they are below a certain income, but if she has filed taxes and she has her banking information on file, it will be deposited into her local bank. If not, they will then send it to her address on record. If you have concerns about maybe her address has changed recently, again, I would give it a few weeks and then reach out to the IRS and get them to check based on her Social Security number and look up her tax situation. Okay, so she has not paid taxes and she's been at her current address for three years. So we we are assuming she'll receive a check at home. Right, she should. But uh, again, the problem here is if she has not had tax information on file, she may fall through the cracks. So you just need to monitor that and uh, then make sure that you then um, put her name in with the IRS so that they can send a check to her. Okay, great. Thank you so much for that information. Thanks, June, for your call. Uh, This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Let's take a break. When we get back, we'll continue talking about uh, the CARES Act and also the unemployment situation in Mississippi. And we want to know how this pandemic is affecting your financial life. We'll have more after this break, so stay tuned. Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. Listening to Money Talks, our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past Money Talks broadcasts. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lottridge Anderson, president of New Perspectives. Got some phone calls to get to, so we will again res- resume with Gil in Magnolia. You're on the air with us. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I um I get eight thousand I get a little over eight thousand dollars a year on social security disability. I was wondering if I'm am I gonna receive a stimulus? 
Yes, you should. Um, again, even people who are on disability will qualify. Okay, I was just wondering that question. Uh, it's been eating me for a couple of days, and I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope everybody else got them a little, in, little bit of comfort out of that too. So nobody's happy that this is happening. I'm sure because I uh, already am sick, and uh, I got a good chance of making it though, and I'm gonna make it. I've made it this long, so I'm gonna keep fighting it. But I sure do appreciate luck, it. I luck. hope everybody has a wonderful day. All right, Gil. Thanks for that. Uh, let's move next to uh, Keith, who's called in from Hattiesburg. Good morning, Keith. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I, I had a had a question, and I haven't had any clarification on, but the CARE Act on the, the portion for the small business, the, the loans that they are referring to, can you please tell me what um, you can expect from that and then from like a sole proprietor? that aspect of it at LLC, would that be something that we would be able to um, apply for? And I haven't heard much at all about it. And any information you could, you could give me on that, I would certainly appreciate it. Well, Keith, let me ask you this. Do you have employees? I do not. A sole proprietor is just, it's just, just me supporting my family through my business, my sole income. Okay. Th- Right. Then that's going to be a little bit different. Um, uh, You still may qualify for loans. And certainly the governor had a state of emergency declared so that you can get a low interest loan. But for a lot of people, they need more than a loan. Um, For people who have employees, businesses who have employees, there is something called the payroll protection program. And that allows you to get a loan that could be forgiven if you keep all of your employees on the payroll throughout this. And even if you've laid them off, if you bring them back, you may still qualify, which basically means free money. Take the loan, let it all flow through, keep your employees on, and it will be forgiven and and washed away. Um, Now, for a sole proprietor and you don't have employees, you could still then qualify for unemployment benefits because they've expanded who can qualify. So um, independent contractors, self-employed people, even part-time people, even people who still have a job but their hours or their pay has been cut could qualify for some unemployment benefits. So I would encourage you to go to the unemployment site, uh, Mississippi Department of Unemployment Security System, and um, see if you can apply online. One more quick thing, and you, you kind of touched on it. I just want to make sure that I understood completely. Um, myself, I wouldn't be considered as an employee with my company. Um, possibly. And um, so um, I did send through a couple of links to our producer this morning, uh, one that is a great pamphlet put out by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce that explains this program, and then one that is an application. It is not all up and rolling quite yet. Um, they are uh, going to be releasing a list of approved private lenders, and what you need to do is check with your local bank first to see if they are one of the approved lenders through this program. And again, it is the Payroll Protection Program. And just go through the process and see if you would qualify. But I'm not sure if it's just you. But again, you still could go the route of unemployment. And there's some extra payments in there in the uh, stimulus bill that we'll talk about later. Now, will that be for where you can do the unemployment um, benefits currently? Or is that something they're they're having to wait to also get, get going? No. No, you can do that currently. In fact, uh, typically with unemployment, there is a one-week delay, and that has been waived in the middle of this. 
Okay, and could you please send me the website one more time? Um, we're going to have to get our producer's help on this. It's the um, Mississippi they, Department of Employment Security. Right, I've got it here, Nancy. Um, it's M-D-E-S. It? Yeah, M-D-E-S dot M-S dot G-O-V. M-D-E-S. Dot M-S dot G-O-V. Thank you so much for your help. Y'all been very helpful. Thank All you right. for what you're doing. Thanks for the call, Keith. And there, there is an... an an online application there on that side. And a reminder, if you'll go to moneytalks.mpbonline.org after the uh, broadcast uh, is posted to our website, uh, our producer, Liz Gill, will have a link for all of the, the phone numbers, the uh, any kind of website or uh, information that we talk about. You can reference that by going to moneytalks.mpbonline.org and looking for uh, today's broadcast. We've got another caller on the line, so we say good morning to Jerry in Benton County. Go ahead, Jerry. Hey, thank you guys for being here. I just want to say Liz and Java are great, and so are you. Thank you. Um, I just have a, I don't know, I heard that with this, uh, the 883-page relief they just passed, that somewhere in there is you can make tax-free withdrawals from your 401k up to $100,000 tax-free. You heard anything about that? Okay, it's not tax-free. How old are you, Jerry? I am 60 going on 61. Okay, so you are past the 59 and a half cutoff, and it's not tax-free, but it is penalty-free. So for anybody below 59 and a half who needs to tap into their retirement just to make it through this, you can do it penalty-free. Normally, that's a 10% penalty for early withdrawal, up to 100000 Now, where this could help everyone, even over 59 and a half, including you, Jerry, is you will still have to pay income tax, but you can spread that out over three years. And at any point during the three years, if you're able to put some of that money back, then, you know, it's not taxable at that point. All right, so I can spread it out over three years. So if I made a withdrawal this year and then a withdrawal the next calendar year, I can spread it out over three years for this year and three years for next year? Um, no, I think it's only for this year. Okay. So, and, okay. so it applies for right. this year in the middle of this crisis up to 100000 All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jerry, for your call. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Off to Biloxi we go. Sheila has called in today. Good morning, Sheila. You're on the air with us. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I was wiped out in the uh, recession of 2008, and I have a $260,000 capital losses that I carry forth. And so I, and I make very, I'm on Social Security. I make very little on Social Security. And so I quit uh, filing for taxes in uh, 2017. Will I uh, get any kind of uh, stimulus check? Well, based on what you're telling me, if you're below that, uh, if you're a single person and below that 75000 limit, you still should qualify for that. Now, again, the catch is, is what we had earlier with a caller is if you haven't been filing taxes recently, then the IRS doesn't have your information on file. So you just may need to watch to see if a check shows up in your mailbox in the next, I would say, the next month. If you don't see anything, then you need to see if you can um, somehow file and just say, I do qualify because you would under this program. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Sheila, for your call. And Kevin. Go ahead. 
Kevin, again, the catch on this is the IRS needs to find you. And uh, for many of us, they they know where we are. Um, But for some of our listeners, again, if you haven't been filing recently because you're under that income limit and you're not required to, then you will want to do something. And some of those people may want to go ahead and file just to be able to be on the list to qualify for the stimulus, as well as there are a lot of people who don't have to pay taxes, but they file because they get the earned income tax credit. All right. Uh, we got some calls on the line, but just want to touch for just a moment. We talked about the Mississippi Department of Employment Security. They announced recently that Mississippi workers who are not able to work due to COVID-19 will be eligible to file for unemployment benefits. So, Nancy, if you could give us an idea of who this might apply to. Well, um, they've broadened who can qualify for unemployment benefits uh, under the stimulus package. And it's not just people who were laid off. Um, it can be independent contractors, self-employed people. Um, if you work part-time, you may qualify for a prorated uh, portion of benefits. If, you're, um, if your salary or your hours were cut, you may qualify for some portion of that. Now, in Mississippi, our unemployment benefits per week are pretty small. Um, the maximum is $235 a week. And um, that depends, again, on all of your income before you face this unemployment situation. This um, stimulus bill adds $600 a week to the state benefit. So if you qualified for the maximum state benefit of 235 and then you get the 600 from the federal government, that is $835 a week and that is not taxable income. That will get a lot of people through. So I'm encouraging everybody, you know, plumbers, electricians, um, uh, house cleaners who are independent contractors, anybody like that, you need to go online or call them and file to see if you qualify and get some portion of benefits from this to help you get through. All right. uh, Back to the phone lines we go. We'll start again in Tupelo. Aaron's on the line. Good morning, Aaron. You're on the air with us. Hey, uh, so I'm going to change the tone of the conversation just a little bit. Um, My wife and I have been working on our credit, and we were wanting to see about getting a mortgage to get a house. And I was going to see what you guys' opinion were on the housing market right now. I think it's a great time. If you look at our interest rates, they are at rock bottom. Um, Now, having said that, the Federal Reserve has lowered rates faster than what we've seen them lowered on mortgages, long-term mortgages. But um, because, just because we've had some strange things going on in the debt markets, but that is settling down. Um, also, if we're looking at an economic slowdown, it could be that there's some distressed sellers out there that, that would be an opportunity for you. So I'm encouraging you to look. Now, a lot of people are very concerned about having people march through their homes in the middle of this. And uh, so we may see a lower inventory for uh, a few months until things uh, go through the system. But I do think it's a good time if you've got decent credit and uh, to start looking and you've got the down payment, you're going to get a great rate. Awesome. Thank you so much. I was, I'm glad I called in and asked you guys. You guys are great. I listen to you every morning. So. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Aaron, for the kind words. We need to take another break. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. You can send us an email as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. We'll continue our discussion on the personal financial news of the week. Coming up after this break, you're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Thank you. 
Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio. Or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal financial show. Kevin Farrell here with Chartered Financial Analyst, Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives. Nancy, let's head back to the phones. We'll go next to Chad in Vicksburg. Chad, you're on the air with us. Go ahead. Hey, I have a couple of questions. Um, first of all, my wife has been furloughed from the school district since she was a cafeteria worker. Uh, and... Um, we waited a couple of weeks, of course, because we didn't know exactly how bad this was going to get. So this last week, she went ahead and filed unemployment. Um, now, I heard previously, because one of my questions was the $600 supplemental income that was going to be available. Uh, but after filing unemployment, I understand that she probably does not meet the requirements for the max uh, amount that you can get from her, from unemployment. Uh, it, well, that $600 some. Would he have to have max in order to get to 600 or is some of it subsidized or prorated based upon the amount that she would get? Oh, boy, that's a good question because um, I was thinking, Chad, that um, it might be adjusted, the federal amount might be adjusted if you're not a full-time worker, um, uh, but I'm not sure based on what you're telling me certainly the weekly benefit from the state is based on your income whether you're part-time or full-time and my understanding right now is that the 600 is not it's just based on um not based on income but based on hours worked so i'm gonna have to check on that one um that's uh, an interesting question because that six hundred dollars is being pushed out there is that's a flat amount that will be well, added. And, and I, I know that she works like 35 or 36 hours a week, but the amount of unemployment that's offered is like a third of her pay. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're still taking a significant dip um, where I have to cover now, the remainder. Um, let me, let uh, me ask you this, and, Chad, because sure. what you indicated is, is that she filed for unemployment before this bill came out. Is she getting information from our state unemployment system that they're going to automatically add these extra payments? No, not at all. All right. You need to check with them to make sure um, that that will come through because that will be a huge help. Right. It would be. But Um, but, I did have a second question. Okay. Uh, The stimulus uh, payment, uh, is that going to be like tax deferred or is you going to have to claim that as income on the 2020 taxes? Um, my understanding is that it's not taxable income at all, that it's being treated like a tax credit. And that was okay. the reason for um, some cutoffs with household incomes. At first, they talked about giving it to everybody and then taxing the higher incomes. But I think they went the route of not taxable income. Thank you for your, for those answers. Good to hear from you, Chad. Thanks for the call. Bill is on the line from Greenwood. Bill, you're on the air with us, so go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, I'm already getting $400 Social Security, and uh, they're taking that for the Medicare, and after they do that, I'm only getting 173 
And I told them I cannot live on that. So we went through this program where they had a hearing, and uh, they said, well, you know, I have a lot that's worth more than $2,000. And they said, well, you have that lot, you'll have to sell it. But I've been trying to sell it for years. Nobody wants to buy it, and I don't know what to do. They said, you could give it away. Uh, but then again, uh, they said, well, if you gave it away, you'd have to wait two years to get your SSI full, complete benefits. And uh, they got that antiquated law where a property, $2,000, and uh, they just won't budge. They just don't care. So I don't, I don't understand the, anything I can do. Well, wow, that's a tough one. Um, how much do you think the the land is worth? Well, you know, it's worth uh, about uh, nearly uh, uh, it's nearly three acres, so it's worth about like about thirty thousand dollars. But you know, I cannot sell it because it's power lines on the property, and nobody wants to buy it. And uh, the broker okay. is just giving up on me, so uh, I don't know. All right, Bill, let me jump in because if if nobody wants to buy it, it's probably not worth 30000 So the way you know how something is worth as far as property is if somebody shows up on your doorstep ready to buy it. And um, so it could be that that land is not worth that much. And so you need to be realistic about what is it really worth. Um, if you sold it today, what could you get for it? And it could be, as what they're telling you, is it's it's more um, advantageous for you to give it away and go ahead and wait for the time period because the added benefits to your SSI payments. But they're going to be stuck with that time period right now. Yeah. Well, is it, can these people that advertise on the TV, where they uh, independent people, they advertise, they'll help you with your Social Security benefits. They say you need to, uh, w- even though you failed, we'll get you through. Are they legitimate people that, on the TV? Uh, a lot of them. A lot of them are questionable, and usually the way um, they get paid is they'll say to you, "I'm only going to get paid if you get your benefits. I get if I get you approved." And then they're going to take a part of your payment um, as their payment, uh, and that's how that works. Um, there are a lot of shysters out there who have doctors on the payroll that they get to sign off to get people qualified. So be very careful. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. All right, Bill, thanks for your call. Here's an email that we received that says, I recently had my taxes done with a local company. Does the IRS examine all returns looking for errors? I feel that it's possible that mine was done incorrectly. Well, um, I would say to them in the middle of this, they might be um, kind of lucky uh, because even if you have problems, I think it's going to take the IRS a while to find those. Um, I would tell this person, don't worry about it right now. Uh, Let the dust clear and then go back and see if you can look at your return. Even on uh, a good day, in, in good times, it takes the IRS usually a couple of years to catch up to errors on a return. Um, but you do have the responsibility to make sure it's correct. So go back, see if you can maybe even do a paper return on your own, and if it matches, you're good. Um, But they're probably not going to be as busy working on that as they are on getting checks out to us. 
Uh, earlier, we talked about uh, the Mississippi Department of Employment Security and ways to uh, file for unemployment. Their website, we mentioned it. We'll mention it again. It's mdes.ms.gov, or you can contact their center at one 888 844-3577. And again, uh, we're going to post this episode to our webpage, moneytalks.mpbonline.org. And our producer, Liz Gill, will include all these links and information that we've been giving uh, in our podcast that's on our website. Let's start again. Kevin, to the, uh, go ahead. Uh, Kevin, yeah. let me just say that um, so many people are talking about this stimulus payment, this, uh, but it is a one-time payment. And for more people, it's more important that we've expanded the unemployment benefits and added to them on a federal level. That's what it's going to help most people get through this, and it's going to be more substantive than a $1,200 check. Okay. Uh, Andy's on the line from Flowood. Andy, go ahead, please. Yeah, hey, thank you uh, for taking my call. Nancy, I have a daughter that's 25, and she has filed for taxes or tells me she's filed from 2016, but they've been rejected. She's single, no children, works for minimum wage, and she just tells me that the IRS has rejected those for some reason. Is there an easy way to go online and file those past returns and bring those things up to date so she can sort of let them know where she is to qualify for the stimulus? Oh, um, I don't know why they would have rejected her return unless did you then list her as a dependent on yours? Uh, No, we did not. Did anyone list her as a dependent? Well, um, I don't think so. Um, She was married for one year, and, and then she was divorced. So during the middle of that year, so maybe... Maybe there was some filings of the ex-husband, maybe for dependency or married filing jointly or something like that. Maybe there was a discrepancy there. That that sounds like what happened because um, it's obvious her Social Security number is attached to a different return for them to have rejected a new return. she she would qualify for the stimulus money coming out, and I think that's your concern right now. How do we make sure the IRS knows where she is and who she is? Um, you might want to reach out, and of course you're going to have to do it by phone or uh, email or online to a CPA. Do you have a CPA you use? We do, yes. Okay. I would say if you already have a CPA, that's the first place I would just reach out and ask that question if that person can help you with uh, going back and filing some of her returns. I'm not so concerned about doing it in the middle of all this. I think she's still going to qualify, and um, but you just need to make sure that the IRS knows where she is. One, one follow-up question. If she does not have access to the W-2s for 16 and 17, or maybe 15, 16, and 17, is there, um, and the IRS do, does not have the return, so they've been rejected, can we obtain those W-2s through a request for with the Social Security Administration? Oh, possibly. Um, and and does her employer have copies? Because employers have to keep copies of W-2s. 
Yeah, they, they probably do, um, but it, it's just a huge deal going back four or five years to get someone to look in their files and find one. I thought since employers filed W-3s at the end of the year with SSA, it may be easier to get through, get them through there. Right, because um, when you're an employer and you send out a W-2, then you have to send copies to the Social Security Administration uh, along with a W-3, as you mentioned, which is the cumulative report. So you you have different ways of getting it, but you should be able to, to get copies. I would start with the old employer first. Okay, good. Thank you very much. Thanks, Andy, for your call. We need to take one final break this hour. When we get back, we've got some phone calls on the line and one email to get to. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Chartered Financial Analyst. We've been taking your phone calls, and we've got some more on the line to get to. So let's start again with Craig in Biloxi. Good morning, Craig. You're on the air with us, so go ahead. Hey, good morning. Uh, I was wondering if these tax preparation places would be able to uh, handle the one-time check. I'm sorry, say that again? The tax, tax preparation places, businesses. Mm-hmm. That, that file. Uh, I was wondering if they can deal with that one-time check as you get the uh, stimulus. Well, yeah, they're not going to be dealing with that. No, um, it's it's that, those are private entities. Um, this is coming from um, the Treasury Department, from the federal government, and going directly either into your bank account or hopefully into your mailbox. Okay. All right, Craig, thanks for that call. Uh, let's move on next. We've got uh, Mary in Oxford. Good morning, Mary. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, my son uh, works in the gig economy and has for years, and uh, he didn't have to pay income tax for several, so he didn't pay. Uh, I'm not sure that he paid in 2017, but he did not pay in 2018 or 19 because he didn't have to pay for several years. He has such a low income. And he's lost, of course, his good good jobs now and needs money. Who should he call to clarify his status? Um, So he has not filed income tax, or has he? Not this this year or the previous year or so. Okay. So um, he was of a low income, so that means you're not obligated below a certain income to file taxes. Right? That's what he did? That's what he said, yes. Okay. Um, So he still will qualify for that stimulus payment. 
um, even people with no income, low income, as long as you're 75000 or below for a single person, 150000 or below for a married household. Um, but he does need to make sure they can find him again. And uh, what I'm trying to say to people is give them a little time. Um, I'm suggesting about a month. If you don't see something showing up and if someone is filing information for you, if they're paying you and sending in forms, even if you're not obligated to pay income tax, they should have information on file about you. But in about a month, if it hasn't shown up, you do need to contact the IRS. But is there not a, a number to call at the present time to clarify? Um, well, the problem is they're quite busy right now, and it is going to take a little time, and I think they're going to tell you, wait, and just wait and see if something shows up first before you go back and um, raise your hand and say, I qualify. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mary. Let's move on next to Elizabeth calling in from Brookhaven. Go ahead, Elizabeth. You're on the air with us. Okay. Yes. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I have a question. Uh, my employer is a, well, I work at a small business and not quite full time, and she has about five employees. Uh, she's going to get talk to the bank about that small business loan. Um, from what I understand, it's um, an average of my last well, two and a half months of my paychecks, and they'll loan her the amount to pay us. Um, is that going to be just what we make on an average, or is the $600 going to be added to that as well? And if, if not, then why wouldn't it be better to file unemployment? And, as, and would my boss be better off filing unemployment? Um, well, first of all, what we know is it's better if we stay working, if we stay employed. Right. And you might do the math and say, oh, my goodness, I'll make more if I file for unemployment benefits. But then you're also you're unemployed. And at some point, those run out and you have to get reemployed. And so it's better for us if we stay working, if we stay employed. And that's why they've instituted this program to encourage employers to keep us all on the payroll. Um, not only the, the problem of trying to come back into the workforce, but just the stress during this time of, I'm unemployed, I'm going to have to find another job. Um, now, she can get a loan for, I believe it's two and a half times her payroll expenses. And that okay. includes everything that relates to payroll. So if she's paying for health insurance benefits or even vacation time, that she's can be counted as well. And you may need to get someone to help you, an accountant, for instance, to help you calculate all of that. Um, but probably your your local banker, if they are one of the qualified lenders, can help walk her through that process and uh, look at her books and figure out what can be loaned. Yes, she has. Okay, uh, they are qualified. And um, my question is, is that are they going to, um, if, it's, if it's like two and a half times, um, does she benefit? Does she get something um, to help her get through? Well, what she gets we have, is uh, when all all is said and done, if she gets that loan under the payroll protection program and she keeps paying everybody, then um, on the back side of this, that loan is forgiven. So that's basically free money that the federal government is paying her payroll. 
Okay. All right. And then let's say, um, see, because we, we do want to open. I'm not, we're not going to lose our jobs. It's just because of the virus um, has affected right. everybody. So nobody's coming in, you know. But it, let's say if we're, um, of course, we're, we are going to be working when we can open up. Um, so if there's, if she, okay, um, does she get a lump sum? Um, and and then she deal, gives pays us out of that, or is it is it a continue, like every week she gets a, a pay from the bank? So. Right, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. The lender can tell you that. Um, And it would make sense for a lender to do it a month at a time to cover the payroll and not do it all at once. But your lender will give you guidance on that. Also understand, um, you know, if you look at the numbers and you think, well, she just needs to lay everybody off. But think about the employer because when all is said and done, if you want to still have a viable business, you're going to have to go through the process of rehiring and dealing with all of that. And so, again, the whole purpose of this program is to keep us all working, keep us in place, and basically freeze it for now. Right. But I was wondering if, if she could file for it. I mean, she and I are really good friends, and she wanted to know would it be better for her to file unemployment? Well, does she, get, does she get a payroll? Uh, does she get a payment from the business herself? Uh, no, no. I don't, I don't think she so. does. Maybe. Not. I don't know. Never. Yeah, well, I think you need to ask her because if she okay. does take payments from the business, then she's part of the payroll up to okay. $100,000 per employee. Okay. All right. Then one more question. Um, if somebody's on disability, I have a friend on disability, um, does it, I don't think he files taxes, but maybe he does. So if, the, if he doesn't, um, will he need to contact the IRS to let them know, or since he's on disability, they would, will he be able to get a check being on disability? Yes, he's going to get a check even if he's on disability as long as his total adjusted gross income for a single person is 75000 or below. Um, and we've had a lot of questions about people who don't file taxes. Um, I'm thinking if you're on disability, you're already on the federal radar because you're getting payments from them. So that should be pretty automatic for that to come to you as well. Okay, thank you so much. All right, Elizabeth, uh, thanks for the call. Uh, Nancy, we've only got about a minute left. Um, so um, w- let's repeat the uh, the MDES information. Uh, that's for filing unemployment claims. Uh, their contact center hours are 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. You can call that number. You call that center, that is, at one 888 844-3577 or visit their website at mdes.ms.gov and also I think uh, one of the uh, overriding things that we tried to get across today when people were asking about the stimulus check as you were saying if for some reason you don't see one show up in your mailbox and you think you're supposed to give get one uh, give it about a month uh, the IRS is quite busy but after about a month if you haven't gotten that check and you think you should uh, that would be the time to uh, go ahead and uh, and contact the IRS and try to get your situation uh, straightened out and resolved. And again, Kevin, I'm encouraging everyone to go ahead and file for unemployment if you're self-employed, independent contractor, um, 
part-time, um, you've had a reduction in hours or pay, go ahead and file and see if you qualify because they have broadened this whole uh, benefit package to help us out during this time. And this is where you're going to get the most benefit, the most dollars. All right. Robert from Canton, sorry that we couldn't get to your call. If you could send us an email to money at mpbonline.org. We'll see if we can't give you some assistance. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from listeners like you. To hear today's show or previous show, go to moneytalks.mpbonline.org. Or listen to the podcast. Just search for Money Talks on your favorite podcasting app. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener was Java Chapman. So for Dr. Nancy Lottridge-Anderson, I'm Kevin Farrell. Join us every Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.